Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character. As we do every single week, we talk to good points and their bad points, and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in cry, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? I'm not too bad, Connor. Happy Friday. Oh, it's a good one. I needed it. It's, a, oh, it's been a long week, you know, of us talking about, uh, well, movie news on Mondays and then weird news yeah, on yeah. Wednesdays, just in case anyone doesn't know the show for do, do we do two other shows a week? What's we do two other shows a week. Oh, Were you aware of this, Connor? Just, you put together <laughs> both of them, so I'm kind of, I don't know what the vibe I'm is. I'm just winging it. I just guess. You just, just guess what this. Just the mic comes on and you start talking. <laughs> Gold comes out. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> um, so this is Hero Zero, Sean. Um, I, what I wanted to do was, I feel like we normally have a bit of banter at the start. Usually. Okay? Uh, but I picked a character this week that is pretty big. It's a pretty oh, big Jesus. character. Um, I've also chosen a character that we've done previously, but I've checked... And the episode no longer exists because it's so early on. It was week eight. 
Holy Jesus. Wait, do they delete themselves? Is that something we so should be aware after, of? It, apparently Podbean only keeps the last 520 episodes. Well, look, we're not on Podbean anymore. <laughs> and I tried to find my email, like, on my old computer, but that was a fucking, that was a nightmare. I couldn't find the audio. So it actually doesn't exist, I don't think, unless you have a file. You uh, might be the only person that has a file of this episode. On an old laptop, I might have it, but I'm also not digging that thing out, so it's <laughs> Absolutely. So I felt like it'd be nice if we went back and cover the character that nobody can listen to anymore and we also sound slightly better now so Sean we are covering DC's Harley Quinn this Harley week Quinn girlfriend partner sometimes of the Joker uh, yes yeah. of co- and of co- and since we've recorded that episode she's now got her own animated show that's really great which is class like it's the best yeah. DC thing <laughs> yeah um, now a lot of um, oh, I should mention by the way Hero Zero uh, I choose DC characters Sean chooses Marvel characters so yeah. we kind of swap every single week we should also mention leave a like and a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening on please no we shouldn't mention that Sean shut Connor, up Connor um, the one time I try <laughs> <laughs> and you shut me the down <laughs> It's a bit of negative new mind control. Um, also, we're having our Patreon and listener hangout for our Christmas hangout is having on the tent. So next Saturday. So not Saturday tomorrow, Saturday the following Saturday. Saturday. the 10th. The tent um, is at half one, or sorry, quarter past one to three o'clock Irish time. And you can jump in whenever you want into the call, but there's lots of people invited. If you'd like an invite, please feel free to message us on Instagram or Twitter. Um, it's a private party you know what I mean Sean you can't just take, be, give it away we've got kind of a bouncer set up in Google Meet <laughs> and he presses yes or no <laughs> not with those shoes <laughs> just so, local, Sean, sorry <laughs> um, so Sean we're going to get started to this so Harley Quinn was originally created um, by a certain a certain duo uh, called Paul Dini and Bruce Tim in 1992, Sean. But, but Connor, those are the men behind <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. Thank you for the setup, Sean. <laughs> I've also door. heard this report before. That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> but it was like four and a half years ago, so shut up. I remember right, every so, word. Um, I, I was going to say, if we repeat ourselves, but nobody can listen to it now. So fine, we can do whatever the fuck we want. We listen to it rain. before this. It's, it's, it's all jokes for a repeat. <laughs> so you're just going to worry about word just absolutely <laughs> script this out um so yeah she was of course created for batman the animated series and um, was not created for comic books originally which is mm. one of her massive selling points as a character i think i think it just makes her really unique um because a lot of people go comic book first and then they transfer over onto the screen she went the opposite way because she was so popular yeah it's the same as what happened with terry mcginnis wasn't it that he started mm. as the, yeah, the next Batman. And, and, and also, say, with the origin of Mr. Freeze. So, yeah. Bruce Tim Paldini, they create a whole origin for Mr. Freeze, and then let that transfer over into the comic books. Um, because the comic book, Mr. Freeze, just liked ice. Just like ice. He's basically Captain Cold. <laughs> yeah, he was just big in the freeze and shit. Um, so, yeah, she first appeared in the episode Joker's Favour. Um, however, she became so popular almost overnight that she had to make more appearances in the show and various spin-offs and movies. She's been in literally everything since. That's insane. Um, and who voiced her in the show for the first appearance? So Arlene Sorkin voiced her. So Arlene Sorkin um, is known for appearing in Days of Our Lives. And what oh, yeah. happened is Arlene Sorkin and I think it was Paul Dini uh, were very good friends. She was friends with either Paul Dini or Bruce Tim. No, actually, it might have been Bruce. But very, very good friends since college. 
and she was appearing in Days of Our Lives. She was a comedic actress herself. And she, there was a scene in Days of Our Lives where she, it's like a dream sequence and uh, Arlene appears in like a Harlequin outfit. Really? And she's like a jester. And she's like talking like it just it's just a weird scene because obviously it's a dream sequence. Yeah. But Bruce Tim seen that and he was like, I could do a character for the Joker, a girlfriend for the Joker. That's so that's, cool. That's a Harlequin. And also I'm friends with Arlene Sorkin. She can do the voice. So so that so that uh, scene in Days of Our Lives was kind of the first appearance of Harley Quinn in yeah, a lot of ways. But, and they didn't know. They just wrote that episode just as a normal weird dream sequence. And just so it happened that Bruce Tim seen it and then was like, you know what? You know what I could do? Joker could have perfect. a girlfriend. And he just, there's just a light bulb went off. And then he went, Arlene could play them because she's also, the voice that for Harley Quinn she was doing in that dream sequence. That's so, so good. And you can find that on YouTube, and it's so amazing to like see where the the, uh, the the brain. Sorry, it was Paul Dini, and this is where and Dini, This is where the ideas came from. He yeah, like, like the impetus for Harley Quinn. Yeah, is that one so scene. That's mad. Arlene, Arlene comes in. She's the voice now. Since then, Tara Strong has taken over um, as Harley Quinn for lots of stuff. Yeah, um, she's probably the second most famous. Then Kelly Cuoco's now uh, Harley Quinn in the animated show. All excellent. All of but, them kill it. Like there's yeah, no all, bad all Harley Quinn excellent. voice. But, yeah, Arlene was the very, very first. Um, also, Harley Quinn sounds like Arlene Sorkin. So Arlene Quinn. <laughs> Arlene Quinn. Um, so she became so f- popular, in fact, that DC decided to bring her into the mainstream DC universe. Um, now, the Harley Quinn, uh, this Harley Quinn, however, lost some of the characteristics that made her quite popular. Uh, as she was written more as a psychotic, dark character than she had been in the show. Oh, right. So mm. they leaned into the insanity side of Harley Quinn more than the... Because in the show, she's kind of... She's just kind of chaotic. Like, she's just funny chaotic. Yeah, and so in comic books, uh, she was in, like, the animated show comic books, but I don't think they really count in terms of mainstream. In terms of mainstream DC, she appeared in Batman Harley Quinn issue one, which came out in 1999. So it was October 99 that was she when she got fully into the, the world. debut um, on, like, Earth One or whatever it was. And, and, that was, and that was written by Paul Dini, so no better person to write her. That's uh, kind of clever, that. though, to get in, like, the creator from the TV show to introduce into the comics world. Yeah. Make, I mean, makes perfect sense. DC were making good business decisions back then. Man, imagine what that'd be like. <laughs> to be fair, the animated series and Batman Beyond were just like, after doing, like they were rolled and they were like, this is easy. That's true. They couldn't, they, they hadn't had a miss yet, to be fair. <laughs> and Marvel are selling cabinets. <laughs> They're yeah, not going to do actually, nothing. <laughs> Marvel were fumbling at this point. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Harley Quinn's origin is something that's kind of up in the air, I must admit because the original origin is that she's an intergrade A student, becomes um, a psychiatrist, goes off, everything's perfect. There's also multiple origin stories. The other one is that maybe she's not very smart and she, like, slept with all of her professors and then she, that's how she got through college and that's got how she got her degree. I don't particularly um, like that one. I think that Not as big character. into that one as I am. Into, I just love the idea that, like, she's incredibly intelligent, completely, like, really capable as just, a, like, as a human being and then she gets broken down. I think that's... 
I just think that's a better story. That's more really. interesting. And it ties into the whole like one bad day thing. That's yeah, what the Joker is all about. Whereas if she just cheats her way there, I feel like it loses a lot of the the drama. Yeah, because the whole thing is that like she was like at the top of her game. She was so accomplished, but she still mm. fell is the whole yeah. thing there. Um, so uh, Harley's origin uh, had been identical to the comics uh, because, of course, there's an episode shot of the animated series called Mad Love. Indeed, um, there is. One of the most famous episodes of all time. And that's kind of, came near the end of the series, but it kind of goes into the origin of Harley Quinn and Joker and how they came to be. But, uh, Connor, I'm sorry, Todd Phillips's Joker 2, Folly Adieu, has not come out yet. So I don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's 24 minutes long and fuck me it's good it's so <laughs> not a good. wasted frame in <laughs> not that a episode. wasted frame man they just absolutely kill it um, and so it's just her whole origin story how the Joker basically just psychologically just broke her down until she was just like she just gave in I mean, it's it goes through her like going in and she's talking to him like a normal psychiatrist and he gains her sympathy being like, my father beat me, like I just had a terrible childhood and then he slowly starts to make her laugh and you see like over months and months and months of just like every so often getting 1% closer, 1% closer and then she's like, you know what, he's a pretty nice guy, yeah. actually. Like, it's somehow more sinister that way as compared to like, you know, Oh, I'm going to throw a bunch of laughing gas to make you laugh yourself to death. The mental torture that the Joker is capable of is some of the most fucked up stuff in DC Comics. Yeah, so I mean, in terms of her actual childhood, the comic books did kind of go into that a little bit more. Um, Her mother was a bit of a, a, not a very nice person, was always calling her basically evil. Uh, comparing her to like other heroes said like why aren't you like them like why aren't you like a better child Um, her her younger brother was a deadbeat and didn't and still lived at home Um, and Harley once sent him large sums of money to get his life back on track but he squandered it all just betting Um, and her father was a criminal con man so he was known for swindling women out of their money with his charm and so the reason why she became a psychiatrist was so that she could understand why her father did what he did to their family. Fuck. That's... Yeah. Like, she she really had a harsh start in life, didn't she? Yeah. Um, and she went to study psycho- psychology, but found doing so dull because she was just so smart that she just was very bored. There was no um, challenge to her. Um, and so then she went down to college. And so then also she was going to be a psychologist in just a normal hospital. And then she was like, no, that's a bit bored. And that's why she went to Arkham because she was like, I want to I want, give me the biggest of the big. I'm, so I'm not just I'm not just going like a small scale here. Yeah. So she wasn't so ambitious and so competent. And had just ended up in like, oh, like the psychiatry wing of the general hospital. Yeah. She would never have become Harley exactly. Quinn. It's, it's just tragic. all choices. It's all just steps that led her there. Um, and so where a, a lot of her psychological things come from is uh, she came up with a theory about being in love, having similarities with being a criminal, about how far someone can go for love. And she decided to use her boyfriend at the time to test this theory and used him as a test subject. So she, so they, they went out to dinner one night. He's talking and she just is acting like she's white as a ghost. She's just like not responding. He says, what's wrong? She pretends that she has committed various crimes, such as murdering a teacher to just to like knocking over people. Like she's Fuck. like, I, I accidentally ran a red light and I killed someone. Like, oh my God. 
um, to just to see what his reaction would be because she was when well, she wanted to know. This is kind of twisted to do to your yeah, partner. Yeah, it's really it's <laughs> fucked. Um, and so he obviously believes her, and thinking that he was looking out for her, she's like, "Oh, there's a witness that seen me do it." So he goes and he shoots the witness Holy to be like, shit. "Now you're not going to go to go to jail." No now one you're knows fine. now. It's just me and no, you. It's just me and you. Um, and the professor wasn't dead. She she just made the story up. So he's just killed somebody for no reason. For love. What happens so, to him then? Um, so guy thinks he can't live with the guilt and wants to die. Basically, what she tells him, um, but he can't bring himself to suicide, and he asks Harley to kill him. And she does, for love, disguising the murder as a suicide. That's fucked, man. Yeah, yeah. But, like, she's psychologically just, like, love and... Be, uh, being in love and being a criminal are the same thing. I want to yeah. see what this... I want the psychological reactions, and they're very similar. Yeah, like, both will drive you to do things that you would never normally do, I guess, is yeah. the, the link there. She she begins to believe that the universe is in a constant state of chaos, um, and she represses her feelings of sorrow and fi- and then goes on to keep studying. And I think that a lot of that comes out in how Joker breaks her down because that whole situation is still in the back of her mind, even if she tries to forget it. And I think that's what that's what that's where he latches on to. Like jo- yeah. being a criminal and being in love, they're the same. Yeah, and I suppose like you could be the best psychiatrist or psychologist in the world, but if like that is a trauma event that happened to you. And you need mm. to deal with that rather than just going, okay, that happened, and now back to work with this psychopath. And, and she feels connected with the Joker because she believes, uh, he believes in some of the t- same things as, as Guy. And so she finds the job at Arkham Asylum demanding to speak with him. She's like, I want to speak to the Joker. Like, that's who I want to talk to. And that's what leads to the breakdown that's of her mad. mentally. Um, and ultimately, we we kind of all uh, know the, the the basis of him breaking her down, like, slowly over months, and yep. then her breaking him out, that, like, then she joins him as, like, a duo. Yeah, but it's completely, like, a one-sided love. It's like, mm. the Joker is not as interested in Harley as Harley is in the Joker. No, she's a tool for what he... But she's also the only person that's ever gotten close yeah. to him. So it's like a weird cycle. It's a really, it's a it's a layered enough relationship that you can kind of go in several different directions depending on who's writing it. Um, like the Suicide another, Squad 2016. <laughs> the Suicide Squad. <laughs> but I mean, I have a few stories that I really wanted to get to. But um, one of the major things I wanted to hit on was Harley and Ivy. So we all kind of know Harley and Joker. Mm-hmm. But Harley and Ivy are just as big a duo. I think, than Harley and Joker. Um, And where their relationship starts is in the comic books, Joker decides he doesn't like Harley's presence around around him anymore and he shoots her off in a rocket. Oh, (laughs) I mean, just have a conversation maybe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harley crash lands at Robinson Park where she meets Poison Ivy. Ivy originally saved Harley but recognised that she was one of the doctors at Arkham. So she's like, ready to kill her. She, yeah. She's like, wait, that's what the doctors from Arkham. Uh, when Har- but when Harley does not care what Ivy's going to do with her, uh, because she's just like, yeah, kill me. I don't care. Just do whatever you want. I just, like, my puddings after getting rid of me. Not it even matters anymore. Yeah. I, I don't care. Um, it made Pamela curious because Pamela Isley, or Poison Ivy, is a very cool character. She's She's really intelligent. So she's like, that's interesting. 
Yeah. You, and she's also not completely heartless either. Like, no, not at all. Uh, I mean, her big thing is just that plants are better than humans. Which you're not wrong. Like, <laughs> Which should be fuck, fuck fair. She's right. She is right. Um, so it made Pamela curious and Ivy convinced Harley to tell her what her problem was. After Harley told Ivy about everything to do with the Joker, Ivy and Harley became instant best friends and Ivy vowed to help her gain her revenge for what Joker had put her through. That's great. I love how she just like she hears the story and she's just like, "That's fucked." I'm angry yeah. for you. You're in a you're in a really bad relationship, and we got we're gonna fuck him up. Um, so she was so angry uh, with the Joker that she even teamed up with Batman at this point to help bring him down. And so her Batman, her and Batman turned up. Uh, at Joker's hideout Batman takes all the goons Harley races after Joker and she's gonna kill him they they race up the stairs to the top of the roof and she's like this is it I'm finally gonna kill him Um, and Batman of course is taking care of all the henchmen Harley's ready to kill Joker but then he apologises to her and she forgives him immediately and they make up immediately because that's all she wanted that's so sad, man. <laughs> yeah, Ivy is, of course, angry at Harley for getting back with the Joker, but he, she eventually forgives her. Harley and Ivy have, a, like, a sister-like bond, I would say, and Ivy is usually the one Harley goes to when she and Joker have a breakup, which happens quite often. Yeah, so they're just, like, th- she's, like, the one person she can be like, okay, Ivy will at least, you know, let me in. Like, I yeah, can at least exactly. talk to Ivy about um, this. So one year after Infinite Crisis, Harley was in Arkham and she was actually trying to get out the right way. Um, she was kidnapped eventually by uh, Scarface and the Ventriloquist, um, who offered her a deal to get extremely rich really quickly. Um, but uh, eventually she calls the police because she's like, I'm going straight. I, I don't want to be a villain anymore because yeah. she's still a, she's still like, she's psychologically damaged, but she's, she's still a good person. Yeah. Like, there's, there's that bit in her. And so Batman arrives and he files Scarface's plans and Harley is sent back to Arkham. But the next day she's free to go with the vote of one Bruce Wayne as she called the police on Scarface. Ah. And so. She, he, he's, she's like, I want to go straight. And then she rings the police. She does the right thing. And immediately Batman's like, she shouldn't be in Arkham. She's, she realizes. She's, all, she's trying to right do better. Wrong. That's good. How much fucking swing does Bruce Wayne have? I mean, able- he's very, very rich. <laughs> very but to be able to just be like, hey, this criminal who willingly turned himself in, let him yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, look, it's comic books. <laughs> um, she even joins the um, the women's shelter at this point and she starts working there as a job, just like when, when she gets out. Yeah. Um, so much later, a supposedly reformed Harley finds herself back in Gotham City after receiving a large sum of money from Catwoman. Um, Harley ends up living with Ivy, who slumming in the apartment with Riddler however Poison Ivy has poisoned well mind controlled Riddler to take his apartment so the two of them are just chilling there Um, and so after seeing that Ivy has brainwashed Riddler in order to get him to be passive uh, Harley arrives back with many shopping bags immediately um, and Selina sees firsthand what Harley has been doing with the large sum of money that she gave to her and is just like Dude, <laughs> come so on. She, she's not like setting up a new life and helping people with the money. She's just shopping. <laughs> yeah. Ivy and Catwoman bring up Joker. Uh, as the, like, So Catwoman is there, Ivy is there, and Harley Quinn is there. And Ivy and Catwoman bring up the Joker. And Harley insists that she's over him. She's, 
She's finished with him. She's on the straight and narrow this time. I swear. She's not very convincing at all, though, when she tells them. Um, and seeking, making, seeking to make a name for himself, a small villain known as Bone Blaster Great uh, turns up. Name. And he he follows the girls to the apartment and attacks them. Harley, Ivy, and Selena defeat him easily, but the apartment is destroyed in the process, which leads to them going to actually live with Selena in their own little apartment. Um, and they're called the Gotham Sirens. Gotham City Sirens. I've heard of this. Yeah. Just the the three gals all living the, together. The three gals. Um, so yeah, they, it's like a, it's an abandoned animal shelter. Um, and the two of them are living, so the three of them are all living there. Um, so um, Catwoman is like, we should stick together as a gag, which is good. Harley and Ivy agree, but first they drug Selena and ask her to tell them who Batman is. Because they're just like, Selena, you know. Tell we us. know you know. <laughs> um, Selena, however, uh, has had her mind protected through like techniques so she can't be bra- comic book bullshit. Okay, of know? all the comic book bullshit. Her mind protected by techniques. Mind, mind techniques, Sean. Bruce Wayne taught her mind techniques <laughs> so that she never reveals the secret. Um, and she gives a fabricated, a fabricated tale of multiple Batmen working at once, basically. And right. I only bring up this part of the story because Harley is really sceptical and she just starts thinking out loud um, through her psychiatric background, of course, that a single man could be Batman if he underwent some sort of severe childhood trauma. And then it just goes quiet um, with Selena just being there. And then Harley ignores her thoughts and goes shopping. So she's this close to just like figuring it out. (laughs) Yeah, she's this close, but also she's Harley. So like she doesn't really care that much. I suppose it doesn't really impact her too much, whoever Batman is. Like it's not, it's, it's, he's not her nemesis. Or anything. No, she, she's. A, I, I just really like that character trait that she's like. It would be. It would have to be one person, but they'd have to go through a really psychological damaging thing when they were younger. Use it like her braids, and they'd be like, "I don't really give a shit. Come on, we'll just go shopping." Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't fine. matter who Batman is. It's fine. <laughs> I don't really care. Um, and so when they're when they go out, um, they meet Bruce Wayne. Now, Sean, I'm gonna have to. This is in the middle of the hush storyline. Okay, right. So okay. Bruce Wayne isn't actually Bruce. Bruce Wayne. If anyone's read the storyline, Thomas Elliot, his big villain, is pretending to be Bruce Wayne. And he's got um, plastic surgery to make himself look like Bruce Wayne, but he's a, he's a bad man. Yeah, and this this Bruce Wayne gets attacked while the three girls are going down the town. They stop the attack, and Bruce Wayne is like, and obviously Bruce signed her parole papers in the past, so Harley's like, Bruce! Bruce Wayne! Like, my, we're my, friends! My pal! My best my friend best Bruce! Pal. And so they decide to start hanging out. Um, and uh, she goes off with him in his limousine as mm-hmm. he's tagging her for saving him. Now, once again, it's not actually Bruce Wayne, but it's Thomas Elliot pretending. Um, she sends Selena a phone message with a photo of her with Bruce. Basically be like, look at me, I'm with Bruce. Um, Selena realises that's not Bruce. <laughs> Almost immediately. But she can't say, no, I know that's not Bruce. <laughs> because she's not meant to know that's not Bruce. Um, and so she she rushes to help her with Ivy and Toe. Um, now, Thomas Elliot uh, and Harley, they arrive at a cafe. We're hushing Harley to... Uh, um, sorry, they arrive at a bar where mm-hmm. Hush and Harley are... Uh, they go up to the top roof. 
Right. And Hush is planning to secretly push her off the top floor to her date. <laughs> For what purpose? What, what just purpose? being evil. Just to be just a dick. General, like, just so, being a dick. So Bruce um, Wayne can kill someone. <laughs> as Hush keeps moving her to darker and more secluded places, Harley is under the impression he's trying to get with her <laughs> and kiss her. <laughs> I love the, like, the two different... Um, ideas of what's going on there. That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. He's trying to murder her. Harley's like, Bruce Wayne, I, he kind of likes me, I think. I think He's got a thing for me. And Thomas Ellen's like, I'm going to the top floor to push this up, lady. This will be the best spot because there's limited CCTV access and it's dark. <laughs> uh, once they're finally alone and in the dark, a light pierces the darkness as one of the Joker's blimps shines a spotlight on them. The henchmen then open fire on the two of them. Um, and the two of them have to dive for cover Ivy, Catwoman and Harley um, sorry Ivy shows up then and destroys the blimp with her plants and okay. they all get away right but so the sirens all get away they all, the sirens all get away however Ivy, Catwoman and Harley return back to their new hideout and Harley's going on this long speech about how the Joker must love her because he showed up when she was on a date with Bruce Wayne. That's true love, He's Sean. jealous. That means it's true love. <laughs> that means it's true love. Um, my pudding, Mr. J. Um, just when the Joker mobile, just then the Joker mobile crashes through the window of their room, a robot Joker steps out and explodes. <laughs> right? <laughs> Your standard Joker move right there. Exactly. The girls all survive, and after Ivy puts out the fire, her and Catwoman begin yelling at Harley again, until getting her to agree that they need to kill the Joker. It's like, no, he's a prick. He's a literal demon. He's the worst. So so they have decided they're going to kill the Joker. This is it. This, yeah. And Harley's made up her mind. This is the time. She's finally going to do it this time, Sean. Um, so Harley breaks into Arkham Asylum on her journey to kill the Joker. She takes out a few guards mm-hmm. and then she quickly releases Clayface to break out other prisoners to cause a distraction so that she can keep going. Okay, so the Joker's in Arkham at this point. Yeah, he's locked up in Arkham at this point. Um, She then informs guard Aaron Cash that Joker is the one that killed his firstborn son. He then allows her to enter the area where Joker's being held. Fuck. Yeah, so her way to get through is like, you know, Cash, Joker killed your son. I'm going to kill him. Did he actually? Did he actually kill his son? Yes. Oh, okay. That's still <laughs> fucked, but at least yeah. Aaron gets some some peace, I guess. Oh, some closure, I you know. At least he knows. So Harley's she's all revved up, Sean. She's you know what I mean. She she's there. She's ready um, to go. Once Harley sets her eyes upon Joker, her mind fills with all of the bad memories of him. Good. And then she gets even madder. Excellent. But then the good memories no. start to flood her Harley, mind, Sean. Stop it. <laughs> And she's instantly in love with him again. <laughs> what is it? Why does it keep happening? It's just, I mean, it's a psychological thing, you know what I mean? It's an abusive relationship it's that true. she's in. Um, she gives him a huge hug. And during the riot, Joker gets into a fight with one of the other criminals, just to be interrupted by Pies and Ivy, showing up to save Harley. She still thinks the plan is going ahead, and now she's really confused. Right. Okay. So she, oh, Fuck. Okay, so now she has to supposedly fight Harley while the Joker escapes. She tells Harley she has to choose once and for all between her or the Joker. Um, and if anyone's seen um, random comics or even the animated show, 
Apaisal Ivy and Harley are also in a relationship in certain origins or certain um, canon. Yeah. So it's so it's completely feasible that she would pick Ivy over Joker. And she should. She absolutely should. It's a better relationship all around. <laughs> a million times over a million, that is a better choice to make in that situation. But Harley's like, um, Joker, or sorry, Ivy's like, it's me or the Joker. That's it. Yeah. I can't be your best friend anymore. If... If it's either me or him. Harley makes her choice by asking Ivy, what is it that she gets out of their friendship? Why would she risk so much? And then she leads into whisper in Ivy's ear, is it because you love me? To which, to which Ivy obviously has a stunned reaction. Harley wants that reaction. And then she seizes the opportunity and knocks out Poison Ivy and leaves a joker. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Not not fun. Not a good dynamic no. there. Um, her attempt to flee Arkham with the Joker fails, Sean. Of course it does. Um, and she, along with Ivy, are sent back to imprisonment. Ivy escapes with plans um, with plans to kill Catwoman because they've fallen out with this time. Okay. But breaks into Harley's cell in an attempt to kill her as well. So she's just sick of the sirens. So I'm just fucking fight. done with both. I'm done with friends, basically. Um... But as she enters the room, she sees delusional drawings of the Joker all over the walls and floor. And Ivy realises that Harley's only suffering from a relapse. And the realisation that Harley is the only person she ever saw as a true friend. And and that without Ivy, Harley could never grow up. So Ivy realises all this, having seen this. Um, She decides that she can't kill her or leave her behind. And she still asks Harley to escape with her. And Harley accepts. So, like... That's mad. And that's that's where I'm going to leave my little report on Harley Quinn. But it's a really interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah, that dynamic is as interesting, if not more interesting, than the Harley and the Joker. Um, And especially from Ivy's side as well. Because it shows that she's like... No, like, she is a friend. And I'll do anything Oh, Ivy's the most mature character in all of Batman comic books. She's the most, like, like, outside from the whole, like, exterminate all people, plants rule the world. (laughs) She's the most level-headed person in DC, But most of her stories are always, like, these people are coming in destroying nature, so I'm going to kill them. It was framed differently, she'd be a hero, like. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, I think she's, like, the smartest person surrounded by all these psychopaths. And so she sees, she knows Harley. Like, and she knows that she means well. She just is relapsing all the time. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an addiction, basically. It's an it addiction has to be that she has. Managed. Um, now, like, I obviously in this report, I didn't want to. I mean, we all kind of know the Joker Harley Quinn connection, so I wanted yeah. to kind of go from a different angle. Um, that it just, her and Poison Ivy, I always find it's just such a, it's just a, a really cool dynamic. Yeah, two of them. and it's great in the animated show as well. Just the way they play off of each other. Yeah, like it's so it can be like sisterly. Ivy's kind of sometimes her mother. It can be in a romantic relationship. They like they could be just best friends. It, it's they could be enemies as well. And they, it's they, like, they can be enemies, but even when they're enemies, Ivy's like ah, Harley means well. <laughs> she's yeah. just a bit. She's just a you know. She's, she's a bit just scared. She's, she's hard done by. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so in terms of personality and traits, uh, Harley is bubbly, energetic, and charming. Uh, she hides her demented mind behind a childish exterior, which she can compl- combine with a flirtatious demeanor um, uh, if she needs to. She's also much more intelligent than she lets on, which is really important as like the character. Myself. 
often often causing friend and foe alike to underestimate her. For example, in the Mad Love episode, she actually comes closer to killing Batman than the Joker ever did. And this was her first attempt. So, like, the Joker's had, what, years of attempts at this point? And she comes out day one, fully formed, just like, Because she wants to impress the Joker. And so she does her own plan. And she has a genius level IQ uh, in some iterations as well. So, so she like, just goes I, all and, I, out. and I really love the idea of her being a genius. That she's just like she is a genius, but she's also crazy. Yeah, yeah, and like she's just there's no like kryptonite or anything. Like I suppose Joker's her kryptonite, mm. but she's just she's perfectly capable. She's just insane. And, and another cool thing is her training as a psychiatrist gives her a knack for getting into people's heads. So she's like a manipulator as well, just as much as he is. But she's just, like, for other people, but not for him. Yeah, like that guard in Arkham. She's like, okay, yeah. if I tell him that I know who killed his son and it's Joker, he'll let me through, no problem. Yeah. And she's also prone to explosive fits of rage and she has a violent streak. Like uh, that, that, that arrives as the Joker, almost like the Joker himself. Um, so, I mean, Harley would even intimidate him when she was angry. If wow. she was really bad. Um, now, as it went on, this was at the start. As it went on, she became more submiss- submissive and like put up with a lot more of his abuse. But especially at the start, he was like, fucking hell, okay, she's yeah. a psychopath. Um, unlike most versions of the Joker, however, most of Harley's incarnations do possess a softer side that are genuinely capable of caring about others. So she treats her pet hyenas, Bud and Lou, give them a shout out like her own children um, calling them her babies she genuinely loves poison ivy uh, in all sorts of ways yeah <laughs> I think. Um, so she can't like she can form attachment to thing to people yeah, so, and animals and- like her and po- like she calls poison ivy red or pabby depending um, the nature of their love depends on the incarnation um, but like she genuinely does love her so she does have human connections as well which the Joker cannot form really with anyone he's a psychopath he's not able to do that yeah exactly Um, she can also be very loyal to people she cares about uh, but she also struggles with innate selfishness (laughs) so like she's she's I want to have her really selfish the other one's like I want to be a good friend though I don't know what to do this is what I want and I'm me so um, her her loyalty to people like Ivy rarely surpasses her loyalty to Joker. So, um, however, sometimes she realizes her loyalty is misplaced, but then she goes back. <laughs> so it's kind of up in the air. Um, so while most versions of Harley have attempted to leave her life of crime behind at least once, only a few have succeeded. Um, she's also joined the Suicide Squad and has been doing good uh, in yeah. a lot of the New 52 versions. This is pre-New 52. I've covered a lot of this. Um, New 52, as we've seen with the movie, she's part of the Suicide Squad because, I mean, there's a chip in their head. They might die, but she also thinks that's kind of fun. Yeah, and she's, she's meeting new people and she's going on an adventure. So Because she can make human connections. Um, she just wants to hang out. She just wants, she just wants to... Like, she just wants a, a group. She wants, she wants a yeah. gang. She wants to be wanted, I think. Like, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, um, and so, in terms of powers and abilities, gifted intellect, um, she can be absent-minded, but she's also a genius and uh, extremely capable in, sort of, in combat, as she's a master acrobat as well. Uh, she's a trained psychiatrist. Um, she also has toxic immunity. 
And this comes from Poison Ivy. So what oh. Poison Ivy did, the first time they met, uh, when she realised that she was going to go fight the Joker, she was like, let's go kill the Joker. She gave her an injection for something to make her immune to toxins and poisons, but also enhance her strength and speed. Okay. So from that meeting, she's just kept that the whole time. So yeah, so that that's part of her story now that she's immune to poisons uh, she's immu- immune to various assorted toxins that ivy's own poisonous touch so that's why poisy cat ivy can't poison her either ah that's really cool which i guess like when it comes to the point that they fight it means that it's it's not just a you know ivy walking all over her exactly and and also the injection gave her enhanced strength and stamina so that's a bit vague. We don't really know how much. It depends on the writer, really. But like, she does have enhanced strength and stamina as well. Yeah, but she can keep up with like the the superhuman people. Yeah. So it, a lot of people are like, "Why is she part of the Suicide Squad? Like, what does she bring?" But like, if she's got enhanced speed and enhanced strength, and she's immune to everything, um, yeah, and she's kind of crazy. So like she like she's a well car, but we're glad she's in her deck kind of thing. Yeah, and like some um, of the Suicide Squad members are just man with a lot of guns. So there's a lad who has ropes. He's called Slipknot. There's a man what is a weasel. <laughs> um, she also applies a variety of Joker's party gang weapons, including knives, gang pistols, and bombs. Um, however, she has the giant mallet and the pop gun, which Classic. are her two most famous weapons. Um, the mallet is gi- so good, by the way. As she a, used that gi- giant mallet, by the way, to knock out Tim Drake in Batman Return of Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker, the movie, one of the most horrifying scenes ever put to oh film. Oh God, she did not, didn't she? <laughs> what a horrible woman! Oh, anyway, so, that's, that's our that's my re- uh, little report on Harley Quinn. Do you know what, Connor? I'm glad the other one got deleted because mm. this is way better. It was a really good report. <laughs> Fair play to you, Harleen Quinzel. Um, that's what they call her. That's what they call her. So, Sean, I mean, do you know more about Harley Quinn now than you did? I, I think I do. Well known. I, 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 I knew a bit. She's kind of in pop culture enough that I feel a lot of it is just out there. Um, but, like, some of the stuff about, like, her boyfriend killing a dude and everything, that kind of stuff was new to me. Uh, mm. So it's like, oh, okay, that's a bit more fucked. Um but I, I, I hope everyone enjoyed this and I hope you're all enjoyed us going back over some old characters because obviously if the episode doesn't exist anymore probably good to get it back out there yeah there's like three factors where like the episode doesn't exist we're better at reporting on things I'd like to think well, and it sounds a lot better as well I think yeah I hope so um, so I mean if you have any other ideas of old characters that we've done and you'd like to hear again like I've got a whole host of Batman characters that I burned through in the yeah. first little while and they no longer even exist now I have a wreck of all the best Marvel characters <laughs> yeah. just ready to go so happy to go through them again but yeah Sean you can take us out if you'd like yeah thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero we will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero and next Saturday with the Listener Hangout Chat uh, so as Connor said up top if you want to be a part of that send us a message on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or any, any number of ways to contact us and we'll see what we can arrange. Um, shout outs to everyone over on Patreon who continues to support the show. There are 
a million reasons why we should thank you but we genuinely couldn't do the show without you contributing every month so thank you very much link for that is in the description patreon.com forward slash here's for hire podcast also the merch store here's for hire.ie forward slash shop twitter is at here's for hire pod the four is the number four facebook is detective development's discussion group instagram is here's for hire podcast and the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist just a one please i think that's about it King Souls, I'll be cut along. I've been Sean Liam. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.